la 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 screen peeking bop 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 Hey everybody, welcome to episode 40 of Screen Peeking, a semi-weekly podcast where Ziggy and I get together to talk about video games and everything video game related. I am joined by my cousin Ziggy, uh, and I am Hello. Nick, and uh, yeah, we're just going to talk about the, the Switch OLED model and the Steam Deck that has been announced just yesterday, and uh, that's probably about it. That's probably all we're going to talk about. It's really exciting. There's a lot to talk about, but before we get into it... Um, I wanted to just let everybody know um, there's a big change happening for screen peeking. Um, we're going to be changing the show. Instead of it being weekly, we are going to be moving it to being a monthly thing. Um, likely aiming to be recorded and posted at the end of every month. Right now, uh, we'll, we will continue the weekly process until the end of this month, July 2021. So I think the last episode's on the 30th, and we'll probably post on the 31st. Um, but yeah, then going off of that, we will uh, just stay tuned to my Twitter at underscore I underscore Nickelope, and I will post when we have recorded and when the episode will be coming up soon uh, when we know. Because yeah, as life gets crazy, I have a lot of exciting projects I really want to work on for this channel. Ziggy's going back to school to be more successful than me. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to continuing this show, but on a much smaller scale. We'll probably be able to have a lot more fun with it anyway. So uh, definitely a lot of, to talk about every single time we record because there's always a lot of games. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So no uh, without further ado, episode. how are you doing, Zig? How have you been doing this week or last two weeks? What have you been playing? Um, last couple weeks have been a little rough to be honest, but uh, been filling in that gap with some video games. So I hmm. started replaying Outer Wilds, um, partly as comfort food and also partly because it is tying into um the other podcast that i do vertical slice mm. um and uh also playing just a shit ton of forza because that's also a, a good like comfort food game for me i just like it's so cozy I, I pretty much once a day i just go in and then like scroll through the you know like thousands of cars that are in there <laughs> and then i'm like oh this one looks kind of cool and then i like buy it put a cool skin on it you know upgrade it drive around and be like eh, okay i'm done then i close the game and go do something else <laughs> it's just for like a half hour it's just fun as hell um and then as of this morning i broke down and bought skyward sword hd <laughs> I'm a fucking sucker, and Nintendo looped me in paying more money for this Wii game than it at costed at launch. It's fucking stupid. I hate it. I hate you, Nintendo. Why do you do this to me? Um, but, uh, and honestly, Skyward Sword HD, I kind of have mixed feelings about it so far. I, I've done the intro. Like, I got the, the goddess sword. I think it's what it's called in that game, right? Where okay, you, so you're about like 20 hours in then. Yeah. It <laughs> feels like it a little bit, but <laughs> except you can skip cutscenes now. <gasps> you can what? just press B and like automatically skip through text boxes. So when characters are that... talking, so I mean like oh. hold down A to make it go like slightly faster. You just like just slam through dialogue, slam through cutscenes that you don't really give a shit about because there's a lot of them, <laughs> a lot yep. of just like dumb tutorial shit, mm -hmm. and it is great like on that side of things if you're if you've played it before you come back in you have the issue that you kind of talked about where like it's just kind of boring the second time through um i think it fixes that quite a bit yeah from what i've played so far that said if the controls is what you turn you off from the game this will do nothing for you you'll still hate it um the motion controls <laughs> are 
just the same level of jank that they were on the Wii, which is kind of disappointing in the fact that like you always have to you know point at screen and then press a button to like realign it all the time, mm. which I kind of feel like you know two generations later we should have figured it that out by now. But I don't know, maybe the tech hasn't changed that much. Um, and also the button controls, I played around with them a bit, even though I didn't really plan on playing with that you know the whole playthrough because I like the motion controls. Um, but they do they do not feel good. They feel really bad. Um, like trying to use the right stick to swing your sword just does not feel right at all. Mm -hmm. Um, which is disappointing, but yeah. What's up, Nick? I, uh, I've had a thought about this because I had thought way back when I was younger and smarter than I am now about how they could (laughs) use buttons for the, like the same actions that you do with the motion controls. Mm -hmm. And the thing is when I played wind waker, which is the first Zelda game I ever beat when I was younger. Um, I was always amazed and thought it was so cool how, when you target an enemy, you slice vertically. When you don't target an enemy, your slice is horizontal. And when you're targeting an enemy and you're walking forward and you attack, you'll do a stab. And I feel like all those things, you could somehow find a way to make that work, whether it's, yeah, just standing still as a vertical slice and walking to the left or right makes it horizontal while targeting. I don't know, but I feel like something like that mm-hmm. is, would make more sense than moving the right stick. Isn't it like moving it left and right to do like a horizontal slice or something weird like that? So or how does it work? Part of the reason why it feels bad is so you move the stick to the right and at first Link just moves his arm over, but if you press it fast enough, then he moves his arm over and then goes, oh yeah, and then he does a slice. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like weird and disconnected. Like there's a a weird amount of lag between when you do it and when he actually swings, right. which means it just does not feel good at all. Um, but yeah, no, I was thinking the same thing. I, my guess is with that, that might've taken like an extra level of coding on the back end for how the attacks in that game actually function on like a base engine level. And based off of this, I think that's totally what it is, is because it's all based on arm movement. So yeah, yeah, it's following the pointer or whatever. It's, like, it's getting pulled yeah. that way. It's not an animation. I think essentially what the stick is doing is just, yeah, pulling his arm in that direction. And if his arm gets pulled in that direction fast enough, same with motion controls, you know, he does a swing. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just from a... Well, you're used to with button controls where you do something that instantly happens on screen that it just doesn't do that and it feels kind of disconnected and bad so yeah if, bad. if controls are what turned you off on the original don't buy it it'll feel just as bad to you um but like the visual upgrades are actually fantastic like really there's some blurry textures there, there's a bit of blurry textures and that's kind of the only thing that gives it away as a wii game but other than that it looks honestly on par with most games on the switch like even you know modern nintendo releases just because mm. that game has such a strong art style um and having the a lot of the textures on characters look a bit more HD. Um, so they look really sharp. They animate really beautifully. And this, it's just such a strong style that it does actually look quite modern. Um, so that's great. Run 60 FPS, which is almost jarring. So I'm so used to that game yeah. 30 FPS. But it, it looks and feels great on that end. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're in the boat that I am, where you really liked it when you first played it, and you want to play it again, I would say the upgrades that they have are actually pretty meaningful in that aspect where, yeah, you can skip through a lot of the boring shit. The stuff that's there, you know, is better than ever. I'm enjoying it. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think I played it like you made the joke 20 hour intro, but I think I got through it in like 45 minutes, which is very impressive because that was like, 
that was significantly longer the first time I played it. Granted, I was a, a dumb kid, and I think mm -hmm. I had trouble. Like, I remember specifically when you get out of the waterfall cave, you just, like, turned right and go down a path, and it's very obviously signposted. You can see the path, but it took me, like, an hour to figure out I was supposed to turn right because I was fucking blind, <laughs> apparently, and didn't see it. <laughs> Which, replaying it now, I remember that. It's just funny. There's a lot of nostalgia wrapped up in it for me, but, mm. yeah. My short, like, hour-long impression is pretty good so far. Pretty good remaster. Nice. Yeah, like, that. that's good. I appreciate all that information, because I was a little bit, like, you know, I'm a big Zelda fan. I still want to play it, but mm -hmm. I have the Wii version, and for me, that's not enough to play it, for sure. But it's mm -hmm. good to know that 100% now, and not, like, 90%. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, you talking about playing Forza for a whole bunch recently, I've seen you on there. And the shocking part about that <laughs> is that we are both online at the same time. <laughs> That's the weird part. Crazy. Right? Crazy, like, yeah. I just couldn't believe it. <laughs> I mean, granted, I had a four day weekend, so I was playing it a lot on, oh, okay. you know, like the hours that you're actually awake. Yeah. Um, yeah. God, I am so excited for forza horizon 5 we haven't talked about it much on this show but oh. they keep releasing little snippets of information um like because i remember i said when they showed that trailer that it largely looked like forza horizon 4 but just like a new map more cars which i was fine with but the more they show the under the hood like kind of nitty-gritty shit they're really improving like the sound design in this game huge like just insane improvements where the really? sound in Horizon 4, I would say, is probably one of the weaker parts, which in, you know, a game about cool cars is disappointing because you really want to hear, like, the power in all of them. Mm -hmm. um, and they're totally redoing a lot of the sounds for a lot of the cars to make them sound more unique and more meaty and good. Meet me. Um, <laughs> um, but also things like if you have a different intake or a different muffler, your car actually sounds different, whereas before it all sounded the same, which is cool. Like, those little sharp little details... Uh, and right. when you're upgrading your car, you can just rev the engine in that menu with the right trigger just to see how it sounds while you're upgrading it. So you can put oh, on, that's you know, great. Like a different tailpipe and be like, how's the center? Like, eh, I'm not feeling that. Put someone else revving. You're like, oh, yeah, that's it. And then move on. Um, which, yeah, great features. And I think they're also adding sort of like a 3D, um, like spatial audio feature to it that some modern games are having, you know, where sound actually like realistically you know bounces off of things and gets to your virtual ears which mm. love to see it um and then yeah just think custom customization seems to be the big thing they're focusing on and that makes me so happy because that's my favorite part about forza is customizing um but yeah i am stupidly excited for that game <laughs> that's cool no i'll definitely want to try it out so maybe i'll i'll actually get an opportunity to play it with you when is yeah, it coming out yeah. do you remember is it september or november november i want to say okay let me double check yeah anyways what have you been playing uh well i went back and i platinumed ghost of tsushima so that felt really good so Ooh. platinumed it um pretty much that just means i don't have to do the new game plus stuff which there was only two trophies for one seems easy i just didn't want to put the time into doing it which is like purchase a single item from a new vendor only available on new game plus and then the second thing was like beat the game on new game plus and i was like i'm not going through the whole game again right now um i already beat it on the hardest difficulty i'm like it said it'll bump your difficulty up unless you're on the hardest and i'm like yeah like i already have all my skills nothing's hard anymore like i i've gotten good at the game and i don't really have a desire to just skip cutscenes and go from a to b over and over again so i was like i'm not mm -hmm. doing that and it, it isn't needed for the platinum apparently so uh didn't do that and then i didn't get to rank 20 on legends the multiplayer but i did play it so i got to try that a bit got to like rank 11 or something and i had a blast with that that was 
Um, hopping off that though, uninstalled it, and then went right into Yakuza. So I was like, I did, wanted to play this, you know, nice. that week when Taylor was gone. So jump back into that, and it's definitely going to be a slow burn. I uh, I'm not as hot on it as I was when I first started playing it, and I don't know why, but I'm enjoying it when I do. So it's more like I'll sit down, I'll play mm -hmm. it for like an hour, hour and a half, and then okay, I'm done with that for today. I might play it in a couple of days or something like that. But I'm definitely mm -hmm. not done with it. I'm just going through real, real slow. Um, but still still enjoying it. Still enjoying it a lot. Um, jumped into Outriders just because it was on Game Pass. And I've been like, I, I want to play it. I want to get, you know, play a bit. Um, but I don't have anyone to play it with. No one's available. No one hasn't played it that I know. Um, so everyone's just kind of like, oh, I'm already level 30. I've already done my stuff. I'm already out. I'm done with it. And uh, so I got to level like 23 and had a friend kind of boost my level when he jumped on one time to play with me. He, he helped me like play a, like a couple of rounds of this like really hard mode. And uh, so I got mm -hmm. to play around with the skill trees and uh, I was playing Pyromancer and that was a lot of fun um, until it wasn't. So then I stopped <laughs> and, uh, and then lately I've just been kind of hopping between games on the Xbox. I didn't write everything down and it's not really worth mentioning everything, but uh, one I wanted to mention is I jumped back into Katana Zero because I don't have any achievements on the console version of that game. So I was realizing I need to go in and I need to complete it again. So that's the current objective as of this moment. Sweet. Yeah, I just did that like... I forget if I mentioned them in the show or not, but yeah, just went through and replayed it on console and got those achievements. Nice. It's such a fun game. It's, I, I was it's such, a such a good fun time. one to replay because every time you go through it, you know, you're more skilled and shit that was hard becomes easy and it's mm -hmm. it's really rewarding to go through again. Or even just picking up on the little narrative hints that it sprinkles in throughout. Yeah, there's definitely parts where I was like, okay, this wasn't that hard before and I'm <laughs> why am I dying so much? <laughs> I suck. I'm like, okay, think about it. Oh, okay, there we go. You're fine. Um, well, let's move on to, uh, I wanted to ask you just a quick update. Have you played Proteus at all this month so far? That was not our game yet. club game not. for this month. Okay. No worries. I haven't played it since that first bit and I don't know if I will anymore because now I'm just having a blast playing other stuff, but, <laughs> but I've played a, you know, a few hours. I'll, I'll leave that for a couple weeks from now to talk about. Um, well, let's move right into like the fact that over these last two weeks, Zig, we've had the switch in parentheses OLED model <laughs> get announced uh, pre-orders have come and gone and same thing with the uh, the Steam Deck I almost said Stream Deck and I'm going to say Stream Deck a lot people if I say Stream Deck I'm talking about Steam Deck and if you don't know if you don't hear a difference <laughs> in that that's uh, fine <laughs> anyways I'm talking about <laughs> Valve's new handheld console PC hybrid and uh, basically that uh, that they released uh, the information for yesterday morning um, I'm just going to go talk about the Steam Deck first because I'm personally more excited about that. And I will switch this right over a little bit of sharing the screen here. I feel like we should start with the OLED bottle just so we can get it chronologically. And also because I think the chronologically. Steam Deck is like... <laughs> well, it's, it's an interesting response, I think, to the announcement of the Okay, OLED I won't fight you on that. Let's, let's talk about that then. All right. Here we go. <laughs> this thing. Why don't you why don't you start with that? <laughs> so yeah, on a random it was like a Tuesday morning, right? <laughs> Just like Nintendo puts up this trailer um for a new Switch, which you know, watch it, I'm like, oh, is this it? I saw in the title that it was just called the OLED model. I'm like, well, 
we'll see if this has anything else watch yeah. it nope it's just a switch with an oled screen um it looks a little better it has some smaller bezels uh the dock has an ethernet port um which honestly i might just buy the dock by itself because i think you can use it with the current switch model only because it looks really sexy um those white joy cons look good too the dock um, is the best yeah. looking part of this in my opinion <laughs> oh also the biggest upgrade of the whole thing is that it has like an actual functional kickstand now um I yes that's a neat feature uh but yeah it's that came out and the nintendo community just had a pretty resounding like huh <laughs> which is about well, it i think i think there was a on. bunch of people that oh I'm trying to find that stand here here it is mm-hmm like that's cool it's adjustable and everything um maybe they have more about it actually right below here yeah there we go um yeah i mean when that got shown i was like sitting with my friend we were on our break at work and we were looking at it we just looked at twitter and we're like holy shit this just got announced the new switch the new switch pull up the trailer without reading anything and you're just watching it you're like oh oled sick that's amazing oh look at that stand and then you start like realizing those joy cons look similar okay and then you start looking into the specs you start learning about the information okay cool uh, land port that's that's neat uh internet well, wi-fi all that or i mean uh the network will still suck i think um but that's just an opinion um 64 gigs of internal storage don't really care about any of that information enhanced audio sure like i i actually do think that the audio on the switch isn't great at all but i don't know if that's a reason i would buy a new one um the dock looks cool yeah the dock looks cool um i love the stand because my stand on my current switch is broken and mm, yeah that's and like taylor <laughs> i think pretty much anybody used used their ta stand taylor's like playing with times. it she'll like open it back and forth and the problem with that is it's where the sd card goes right like you can't just yeah, yeah. leave that thing f like where you can turn your console and it just flops open <laughs> that's what happens mm. with mine right now and it doesn't hold it up that well so i think that's a great great upgrade but yeah to buy this basically it's the internals are the same you're putting it in a different shell different screen or same shell, it's a different screen, and you're using, they haven't said that they're new Joy-Cons, and I don't think they are, and so what if you get that no. Joy-Con drift, what if you have this whole issue that's been going on, like, can you just update your controllers, or make them better, or, I, I don't care that they're the same shape, that's all fine, like, I don't need anything mm -hmm. super fancy, but as we talk about Valve's Steam Deck, there's some cool stuff that they're doing on that, that Nintendo definitely could have done with just the Joy-Con part. So interesting note on Joy-Cons. Uh, I'm not sure if you saw this, but in the last week, somebody in the community actually figured out what the engineering issue is with Joy-Cons. Yes, I saw that. Was that the it. paper thing? Yeah. Yeah, with a literal like business card size paper. You, It's basically so it's just an issue of they only use one screw to bolt down the thumbstick, which means that over time, the connection that it has on the graphite in it starts to loosen up and it doesn't read it properly but he was showing like it on your drifting joy-con if you press down near the thumbstick it immediately fixes itself and so he just like open up his joy-con put a piece of like kind of cardstock paper underneath the the you know the thumbstick module and it was perfect like it worked amazing and the fact that literally <laughs> all it is like they could just make thicker plastic underneath that and it would be solved like for good 
is fucking ridiculous. Like that's <laughs> is that not the stupidest shit? Like it's it how, is it is the stupidest shit. How has Nintendo a not figured that out themselves? And b if they have, that seems like I mean maybe I'm stupid. I don't know anything about manufacturing, but I'm I'm not crazy in thinking that <laughs> that has to be a really really simple manufacturing fix. Yeah, like it would cost money, but just... would it cost let well, more than repairing everybody's? Yeah, like joy cons yeah exactly yeah i i don't i don't know man <laughs> <laughs> so it's, let's yeah, let's anyways, talk about the positives about let's the talk switch. about the positives yeah uh oled screen that's awesome great for battery mm -hmm. great for how things will look but at the same time like i mean the games like it's still not more powerful so the games are only going to look so good regardless yeah I don't know. I think this strikes me as similar to the Switch revision that they did, I think, a couple of years ago, right? Where they gave it, like, a more efficient processor so it had better battery life. Mm -hmm. This has a similar feel as that, where it is a new model of the Switch, but it feels more like a Switch, like, slim model rather than a Switch Pro, where if you have a Switch, it doesn't really make sense to upgrade to this. But if you don't have a Switch, this is the perfect time to get in. You know, buy this new better switch that's has these kind of slight upgrades and yeah. i think that's what a lot of people are missing on this where i see a lot of discourse online if you're like oh why would i spend 350 dollars on this you know like i already have the switch but i kind of see this i'm like i mean i don't really think it's for you like yeah i i don't know if nintendo is working on a you know switch pro i imagine this is what the rumors were leading to like all the solidified shit we saw of like samsung is making these oled screens for nintendo this is what that was pointing towards. Whether Nintendo is working on something with more power, we'll have to wait and see. Um, but I, I don't think that this console is for existing Switch owners. I think it 100% is for those who don't have a Switch and are encouraging them to come in now. Yeah, no, I agree. It's, it's totally true. I mean, it's not for me, um, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's absolutely fine. I, I, I am just Anything. a little I am bummed because I do I do want to upgrade my switch like yeah. I have the I have the one that came out day one with you know Zelda so if they are waiting to do I'm you know cross my fingers that they have a pro version that comes out with Zelda right if not if it, Zelda plays like it does right now on the switch fine not a bad thing it's not the end of the world yeah it, I I would prefer it ran better I'd prefer it looked nicer but I, I also if the game is fun and gonna I'm gonna spend hundreds of hours playing it like I don't care uh, that's fine um, and yeah, uh, yeah I, I think that's about all I have to say on it it's just kind of surprise I think that's I guess I, actually one more thing I have to say on there is I have a feeling it could be that if they are gonna say do a new you know they will do a new console at some point whether it is just a up, yeah. upgrade you know a pro version or a fully new switch um, I think. This is a great way to still sell through all your stock of your base version where all the internals are still the same, but you have a new screen on there and you can still use that new screen on your new version. And so you can like, I think that's kind of an interesting manufacturer side of things that like, I don't know mm -hmm. what I'm talking about, but I think I do. And that would be really smart. And <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that would be really a neat way yeah, to like yeah. sell through your old stuff while still like acquiring a ton of new, new hardware at the same mm -hmm. time. Yeah, interesting stuff. Well, luckily, it seems like we did kind of get a, a proper Switch Pro of some kind from yes. an unexpected competitor. Yes, we got the Steam Deck. Oh, it has a space in between Steam and Deck. Huh, 
I've been typing this wrong the whole day. Um, anyways, <laughs> uh, yeah, that would make more sense, actually. But anyways, yeah, the Steam Deck was uh, announced yesterday morning. Um, and uh, this thing is basically your little handheld PC. It runs on Steam OS, and uh, you'll be able to uh, play pretty much, I imagine, almost any Steam game that you have. I mean, it is a PC, so you're going to have to like lower settings and play around with, with uh, what games will mm-hmm. and will not run on it. There'll be minimum specs on every game and all that stuff so like don't expect everything to work but i would definitely say like most of your library is going to be working and uh i'm excited for this i'm excited for the next version of this especially (laughs) i'm not (laughs) buying it this year first thing i thought when i saw it was that looks really cool i really want one i'm not going to get one though and uh, i really want to see what the next version looks like second thing i thought Mm -hmm. of was one thing I do love about the Joy-Cons is that you can buy replacements if the buttons or control sticks bugger out. And if I'm paying, I don't know what it is for you, actually. Let me see if I can mm-hmm. find out. Actually, how much is the it's most expensive for me. version for you? What about the most expensive one? Uh, a little over 600. Like six, yeah, yeah, 649, I think, six is, what, yeah. is what yours is. And then I have my thing here. 819 is mine so if i say wanted the best one and i paid 820 bucks for it and then for some reason um you know for some reason it's just like a button breaks or you know the control sticks broken like Mm -hmm. what's the process there is there warranty on that and and also just or am i just out my is my whole pc basically just over sure i can use that little trackpad but uh, which we can talk about in a sec but anyways that was my second thought was just man like i like the fact that with the switch if my buttons or something breaks there i can at least not have to replace my whole console Mm -hmm. yeah i mean you you could probably just repair it though like i think because it is essentially just a small laptop with um, which also the specs on this I should mention are really impressive. Uh, I was watching, I've been watching like a lot of videos on this. I've definitely been doing my research on it. Um, but awesome. Because it has a 720p screen, which you know for that size of handheld makes a lot of sense. Any more than yeah, that, totally would be fine. Wasting pixels. So because it's targeting 720 on games, it is actually really impressive what it can do. Where you can run shit like Control on high settings, like you know proper modern AAA games on fairly high settings, and it'll run you know very smooth because it's targeting 720 on this console, um, and that I think is really impressive for what it is. All we how care about is how many flops it has. <laughs> <laughs> like how much battery life you'll get out of a game that intensive. Mm-hmm. I think they said like two hours of AAA gaming. Um, but that said, if I'm playing, you know, like fucking any any indie game, you know, some 2D game, I'm, I think they're saying one like the eight hour side of things. It just depends on what you're playing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, Someone will make a peripheral that's like an extra battery path that just clicks right across the top or something like oh, that, sure. that you're just like adds mm-hmm. another three hours. <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't know. I think that this is <clears throat> Valve has had a interesting history when it comes to hardware where mm-hmm. they've tried a lot like there's the whole steam machine thing those flopped pretty hard uh there's the steam controller i own one of those it's bad <laughs> and uh i feel like the 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 index was kind of their first real hardware success um which is great because that also was the last piece of hardware they've done. And a lot of the stuff yeah. that's in this seems like a direct evolution of what was in the index. Um, and I think what makes me feel more comfortable, 
confident about this than with you know something like steam machines or the steam link or whatever is that this feels like everything that they've learned from their past uh, probably close to a decade of attempts at making hardware you know all putting in something that should hopefully actually be pretty good where even just comparing the controls on this to the steam controller um my biggest issue with the steam controller is that it just didn't have a second thumbstick it forced you to use the trackpad and that trackpad worked kind of cool for some games and it was fun to mess around with if you know you're in menus and you want to select stuff i thought that was great but a lot of times i just wanted a second stick mm-hmm. um and this has a second stick you know it gives you the options of all that plus the trackpad the ergonomics look kind of funky but i've heard from hands-on impressions that they don't actually feel too bad which is good to hear um but yeah i think this is one of those i'm definitely not going to pre-order it i don't usually pre-order hardware anyway um but i think this has a really good shot at being a really really solid piece of hardware no, I agree. Um, I really want to see. Um, well, everything's freezing on my computer. Okay, we're good. Yeah, it's <laughs> uh, getting weird for me too. Yeah, I was like, "What's going on here?" Um, so sorry for those who are watching. There might have been a bit of a freeze for a moment. Um, <laughs> don't know what happened there. Uh, but yeah, like for me, I <clears throat> I think it's cool that they also have a dock, even if it isn't launching right at the same time. That the, they will have a dock, and looking at mm-hmm. it. It, it's kind of cool that there's uh you know they yeah. have an output for display port 1.4 I, like i want i like that they're supporting a, not just hdmi but display port as well mm-hmm. um you got your power in for the USB C, and you got a usb 3.1 port and two usb 2.0 ports along with the ethernet so i mean that will be those are all like really handy little things to have in your dock and i think that's great yeah, I mean, I, I was kind of thinking about whether or not I wanted to pick this up, because I think if I did, I would get the, is it a, I think it's a 256 gigabyte model, where it has mm-hmm. NVMe and stuff like that. And that was a little over 500, so it's basically the same price as a PS5. And I was trying to think of, like, okay, this fall, you know, if I have the funds to yeah. get another console, would I rather get this or a PS5? And I honestly think if this is what it's promising and it does work great, um, I kind of feel like I'd prefer this just because it's giving me you know, a different way to play my games where there are mm-hmm. a lot of games that I have on PC that I mentioned this before. I just hate playing at my desk, but I really want to finish like persona Four golden. I can only play on my PC, but I, that is the opposite type of game that I like to play on my computer. But if I had that on the go, like, fuck, that'd be amazing. It's what people have been talking about forever, you know, persona on the <clears> go. And that's how it was originally done. The Vita for golden, um, death stranding. I would love to play that shit on the go. That is such a perfect, you know, jump in, do a delivery, jump out type game. <laughs> um, those types of things. And even the trackpad, I could see some shooters being pretty good. I don't know how that'll feel. It was kind of mixed with the Steam controller. The way I'm so curious. With it. <laughs> yeah. But I feel part of my issue with it before is it just felt so loose with the Steam controller. I don't know how else to describe it. It was just, it was really imprecise. It was like, it was just like playing a game with a shitty mouse. Um, and so if they make that better, they can kind of tighten it up and feel a little bit better. I think that actually would be a great option for playing something like Doom on the go. Um, but yeah, I think this is a very, very promising device. I think that's the word I'll use. Yeah, so I just wanted to go over a few of the features on it because um, like I said earlier, the Switch 
like even if they're not updating the the core hardware of the machine they could definitely do some stuff with the joy cons and i i mean i don't expect them to do all these things i i'm i'm realistic here folks but but i do want to say like i think this stuff's really really cool right and it'd be really neat to see nintendo take something from this even if it is just mm -hmm. these grip buttons they have two extra grip buttons at the back on the left and the right mm -hmm. and so you're basically getting four customizable buttons to do whatever the heck you want and me using my xbox elite controller like i love using that especially if one of my buttons breaks it is really yeah. handy to be able to map that a button to or whatever it is like for me it's the I think left bumper on my Xbox controller and I have it mapped to what the one of the left underneath buttons and now I'm just used to that and and I think that is really really nice to have that as an option I think that's fantastic yeah and also something I forgot to mention before is that this is literally just a PC um, mm -hmm. and with all the benefits that come with a PC where it just runs a modified version of Linux but anything that you can run on Linux you can run on this, which means you can run shit off the Epic Games Store. You can run, you know, you can do your taxes on this, probably. Um, like it's, <laughs> In bed. It is a PC. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can do it on the go. Um, it is a PC-ass PC just with a really, really streamlined front end that comes with uh, SteamOS, which I think is the important factor because it feels like a console, but it has the open-endedness of a PC. Meaning, also, they were saying you can totally wipe it and just reinstall Windows on it instead and mm. have this portable little Windows machine with you, which probably would not be quite as like user-friendly and fun to just pick up and play. But, hey, you could do anything that windows can um and they're doing some really smart stuff with proton too for windows emulation so even games that don't fully natively support linux um will run just fine through proton which is very smart um and i think they're even working with some uh anti-cheat uh companies to make anti-cheat run well with the uh, emulation and all that it's it's really cool um but i think and that's something i've been seeing a lot of people talk about and i really hope that this is successful because i hope hardware manufacturers in general but especially in games can start to pick up on the fact that people actually do care a lot about open source hardware um that is something that is attractive to a pretty large you know group of the people who buy these devices and most devices these days just aren't that you know the mm -hmm. i think microsoft has been okay with that with the xbox you can in, like sideload shit pretty easy on it hence why it's kind of a fun emulation machine but you know switch is obviously terrible for that um but i hope that this kind of sends a message to other developers that like hey this is something that people care about maybe you should consider allowing people to mod your hardware more or mod games better things like that i think in general people will find a way to pirate games on your system no matter what you do so you might as well just kind of like let people do cool shit <laughs> with it too because regard like that's why people don't like openness it leads to piracy apparently um but I, same way i feel about prohibition with a lot of things the more you try to stop people the more they'll just find other ways to do it so you might as well just let everybody win and let us into your system but i i hope that's the message that this sends if it becomes popular well potentially as more things become subscription based it would make more sense to make it more open source for hardware anyway that's true <laughs> they don't have yeah. to worry about yeah. uh, piracy as much um Mm -hmm. And you're talking about like the Windows thing, like, yeah, it'd be kind of neat if you just had, yeah, Windows and just had your Xbox app and you're able to just install your Xbox games on there and play it yeah. too. That'd be kind of neat. Um, mm -hmm. 
The other thing I wanted to just mention, though, that I thought was neat was uh, the with the best-in-class thumbsticks with capacitive touch sensors built in provide oh, a level yeah. of precision and comfort not found in other portable gaming devices. So the, the control sticks having just like touch sensors on there, and they show even on down here, like they show the gyro where like the gyro for aiming, like moving your console around for aiming, uh, happens when say you're or you could happen when you're putting both your thumbs on a control stick or on the the trackpad and and it could stop when you let go and so that you're not just like looking all over the place when you're maybe going to press a button on the side i think mm -hmm. it's cool um you know touchscreen trackpad gyro triggers all the cool stuff that i really like in all this um the trackpads like i i like that it's there i actually do i like that it's an option i Definitely wouldn't use it while playing games, I don't think. But but you never know. I the trackpad is as someone who's used a Steam controller, even with a shitty garbage trackpad on there, it is surprisingly great. If not just for menus. Um, you know, scrolling through menus with a D pad sucks. I've always thought that, but you know, being able to just use it like a mouse. So, you know, you're going through menu in a game, you know, like say you're playing Destiny, you know, you want to swap mm -hmm. out your gear. Scrolling through your gear is kind of slow and boring. Um, but you know, when you have the old trackpad, just yeah, use like a scroll wheel. Good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I imagine also, it feels like my. Uh, I imagine it feels like my um, my Vive controller trackpad. Yeah, probably pretty. That's probably similar, what it feels yeah. like. Mm hmm. Um. And uh, yeah, the capacitive sensor thing. I'm, I saw them like, I'm surprised that that hasn't been on other controllers that released because it is a really smart feature. Mm -hmm. um, where I mean, that's been a thing in VR controllers for a while because it, it's a good way to sort of mimic having finger tracking without actually having finger tracking. Mm -hmm. um, but it makes a lot of sense something like this. Yeah, like what you're saying where you can hold it down and then the gyro control start or just, you know, knowing when you're about to do something, I think adds for some interesting uh, stuff. I don't really know what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think there's so many things that really stick out to me with this device and I really hope that Valve can actually nail it. But because of their history, I'm not 100% confident, but I'm very hopeful. Yeah, I'm going to wait and find out. But yeah, very cool piece mm -hmm. of tech. And uh, with that, let's move right into our favorite 50 games of all time. We got a bit of time to talk about it finally, Zig. We can talk about Sweet. our 29 and 28. <laughs> so as before, when we did two, um, maybe I'll, I'll start with my 29, you go to your 29, and then I'll go to 28, mm -hmm. you go to 20. So I have pulled mine up here, and my number 29 is a fantastic game. Don't know what they're doing with the next one, if there is one, but <laughs> Super Smash Brothers Ultimate is my number 29. Ooh, uh, good shit. I will say, I, I'm going to talk about it more because we have the time, but if I didn't mm. have time, all I would say is I watch tournaments almost daily <laughs> of this game, and I <laughs> never play it, but I loved it when it came out, and I played it all the time, um, and I just studied the heck out of that game. <laughs> Like, I love moves, uh, frame data, you know, watching what the pros, like, do, what they can figure out. I love um, just seeing the, the joy people get out of, like, new characters being announced. I love seeing the trailers. I love that every little stage and piece of music in that game has so much attention and love put into it. And, like, I, that game is just, like, the 
perfect museum of like so many franchises and so many characters mm -hmm. and it's just like a fun game you can pretty much pick up with anybody whether they've played games or not and you can just be like here choose a character that you think is fun or one that you've seen before on tv or on a game or on a screen somewhere and let's just like beat each other up <laughs> so I, yeah. I just love the heck out of that game yeah uh, it's such a something i think i because i talked about this a couple weeks ago i think um something i forgot to mention about it and you kind of brought that up is the scale of skill it takes to play this game is kind of unmatched in god any other game i've played where <clears throat> If, yeah, like you said, you don't even have to know how to play games, but you can jump in and because the controls are so simple, you know, you can kind of button mash your way through it and you can have fun, especially if you turn items on, you know, like someone who's never played the game before can mm -hmm. beat someone who has just because there's that added like randomness and shit legendary it, Pokemon, not fun <laughs> on a competitive standpoint, but, you know, on a party game standpoint is awesome. Mm -hmm. it, it has just such an extra element to it or you know, it has this super vibrant competitive community like you're talking about with frame data and all these things that I haven't personally studied, but I know a lot of people are really into it. Just the way it goes from, you know, complete non-gamers all the way up to, you know, literal professional gamers is just really wild. Yeah, I think uh, it also goes to show, like, this is a game that, like, there's tournaments for, right? People are playing for money, and you still see a wide variety of characters being used. And I think that's really cool when there are like, oh, you know, must be like 80 or more characters now um, mm -hmm. to have to balance that and to have to make that they all have different moves. You can't just go, oh, Mario's fireball is way more overpowered compared to Luigi's. <laughs> like, it's not like a complete one to one comparison. You know, Luigi's floats in a straight line. Mario's bounces, that kind of thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Where like everyone has their own strengths and weaknesses, depending on the situation, you know, and and depending on whether you are better at your neutral game versus getting back to a stage and edge guarding mm -hmm. and all these other things to the the game i think it's really really cool how they can balance it um obviously there's characters that are better than others i'm not saying that they're all equal but it is really mm -hmm. cool to see in tournaments and more on the top end play that there are people still going hey no look don't forget about this character this one's amazing and i'll show you why mm -hmm. and then they pulled out some cool combos or some new moves that people haven't seen uh strung together and i just love that i love it so much yeah i think even compared to other smash games like this one specifically you can win with god pretty much any character in the game mm -hmm. like there aren't really too there's maybe a couple like just straight up trash picks but in previous games there's you know three or four characters that you play to win tournaments or just to win games in general but i feel like in this one all the time i'll see people pick up just you know random character i never really think about and then do really great with it and it's mm -hmm. it's cool to see yeah absolutely yeah but what's what's your number 29 my number 29 is gonna blow people's minds because they're gonna <laughs> say ziggy i had no clue this was gonna be on the list uh it's a mario it game the original doom Ooh. Uh, <laughs> which that high is... hey wow Nice. 29 honestly might be kind of surprisingly low, but I think it's just because Doom is, in terms of importance, I mean, it's a good game. It's fun to play today, but I do think that there's a lot of games that do what it does better. Man, just you need to pick, to pick up and play like Proteus. Years old. So <laughs> I, I do. I really, really do. Um, I want to hear your opinion. And even just like Doom 2 does it better, Doom 2016 does it better. Mm -hmm. um, but I think the reason why. The original Doom just has to be on the list for me is because mm -hmm. uh, Tim Rogers said it best, which is 
if you've played a video game, you've played Doom. Because the DNA of Doom is in Smash Bros. Literally everything. <laughs> literally like literally every single game you can you have played traces back to Doom in some way. Um whether or not it's a first person shooter or whatever genre, it's just this game invented and refined so many game design techniques and bits of just, you know, language of, you know, signposting and enemy placement and combat and all these things. It is crazy. Um, in addition to it just being a kick-ass game that's really fun uh, with a super vibrant modding scene that's still, you know, around today. Brutal Doom is fucking amazing. It's such a great reinvention of it. Uh, yeah, it is such a game, such a platform. It's hard to talk about because so much has been said on it, you know. Um, that's fine. And but... I think it's it's just I don't often say this when I'm talking about you know my favorite games of all time because I personally value you know the the quality of the game more than the importance of the game. But I think Doom is just on such another level, especially for my specific tastes in terms of just how important it is. I would call Doom the most important game ever made, you know, excluding obviously like. Uh, fucking tennis for two as like you know the first video game all these things like that i think just because doom invented so much <laughs> like even things every, everything traces back to doom every it, it's uh, yeah i don't even know what i'm saying anymore but <laughs> it's it's a game that if you care about the history of games at all or game design you kind of have to play just because it's like learning latin if you're wanting to learn another language once you you know once you know latin so many languages are based off of it doom is like that it's it's the core of everything in video games it's amazing that's nice. about all i have to say i enjoy doom definitely not that much but <laughs> that's awesome no, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad that you have it so um that yeah the way you're talking about it, i see what you mean when you said well it might be surprising at how low it is <laughs> like yeah it sounds like it should be higher but i'm interested to see what the other games are um as we go through them to be honest the other games are just like there's a lot of games i had on this list that are what i said they they do what doom does but they just kind of are more fun mm -hmm. um and to be honest i would say virtually every other game on my list is probably more fun than doom from a modern perspective uh but yeah it's just sheer importance that puts it up there for me great well my number 28 is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, wow. Which is going to be a huge surprise, because, yeah, like, I actually enjoyed this game and want to... The only reason I don't go back to it is because I... It hasn't been enough times, and I've known... I know the story, and I kind of know the game. It isn't doesn't have a lot, in my opinion, for replayability um, or replayable value, um, but, but I do want to replay it at some point. Um, the reason I put this on my list and the reason I put it up so high is uh, I'm the kid who was super into Star Wars growing up and then completely fell off of it and just got so uninterested in it since basically the most recent trilogy and um, mm -hmm. and it just kind of like made me disappointed not excited to be a Star Wars like fan anymore and I've never been like super into it like I went someone could make a reference and I'm sure half of them or more I would be I would, it would go right over my head but I like the world I like the like a lot of the characters and i just like i guess yeah mostly i like the world and i like the lore behind everything right how is 
power droids made and what what's going on with those what's going on with lightsabers what's the force and all that stuff right i think that stuff's fun and um i like whether it's about jedi or not i like learning about that world so when star wars jedi fallen order started coming out or being talked about i got really excited because i was kind of on a bit of a downer from the movies and being like okay well i'm not really like interested in the movies whatsoever i'm not i think at the time maybe it was i think it was before the last one came out like the the last of the new trilogy um mm-hmm. if i miss i don't remember if that's true but i know i was definitely like just down being like i'm not looking forward to any new movie even if there was one coming out soon and um mm-hmm. And then, yeah, when this came out, I just remember being like, I really want to play a new Star Wars game that doesn't tie in with any of the other movies directly and that I can just play as a new character. Is this guy who's like, he was one of the kids that were going to get like wiped out basically when some order, like orders something or other <laughs> gets put out. Yeah, Anyways, yeah. you're playing, I don't know. I don't know the story anymore, but I, I really liked, I loved the story when I was playing through it. And you're playing as this kid who survives an attack and that you are you know a jedi and you you get to have these flashbacks of when he's younger and being trained and and you're playing through this game that plays very much like dark souls which is my favorite franchise of all time and so <laughs> i do really and but none of those games are on my are my number one so don't get too excited there um <laughs> i uh, i love dark souls and this game definitely took what i love from dark souls but made it more accessible to people and added difficulties which i thought was interesting um and i played through and i completed the game 100 percent on the hardest difficulty which i was again doesn't matter if you don't <laughs> i'm putting that out there as like mm-hmm. this was something that was important to me and something i really wanted to do um because it made it feel more like dark souls for me i'm putting it on that mm-hmm. difficulty and um yeah like had a great time going through i really enjoyed the story i enjoyed it enough to finish it 100 and i think that that says a lot for nick and uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to when they make another one. Ideally, they do, and I'm sure they will. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I totally agree with your take on Star Wars. I I like the original trilogy well enough. I definitely liked it more as a kid. But yeah, I always thought that the world of Star Wars was like significantly better than any of the movies, really. <laughs> um, and so yeah, every every once in a while, something like Jedi Fallen Order comes out, which just really understands why Star Wars is appealing better than most of the movies, you know, better than most mm-hmm. of the actual official material. Um, and just knocks out of the park. I didn't finish Jedi Fallen Order, but what I did play of it totally was that where, you know, more than just being, you know, throwing Star Wars iconography at you and being like, look, it's nostalgia, like it. Yeah. It actually, you know, on a base level. Yeah, it, it's, it's a Millennium Falcon, dude. Whoa! Like, it wasn't yeah. good because of that. It was good because it was an excellent story told in a really, really interesting world. And it took the bits that were actually legitimately interesting about Star Wars, not just iconic, and built stuff off that, built some interesting lore, these new characters, all new characters. I think that's really important and kind of rare for Star Wars. Um, and, yeah, just did something. It's a, it's a really great piece of Star Wars media, which is weirdly rare <laughs> for a universe and ip that has so much potential mm-hmm. yeah it, do you mind if i spoil anything and if so spoiler warning everybody i probably won't finish it so yeah the because some people might care about these things is uh i really do you get to where you got to make your lightsaber where you got it to where it basically becomes a, a dual-sided oh, one Ooh, I did not. That so cool. you get to like find your own crystal. You choose the color and everything, and you like go and like mm. find your crystal. Get to build your lightsaber, and then yeah, you have the dual sides. But then it also splits, 
and then you're able to basically mm. go between either the double-ended, just a single, or you can split them and have dual-wield, basically. And just, like, mm -hmm. those three combat styles was just so fun to switch between and, like, play around with that later on. I thought that was that was a big moment for me where you're just, like, with the music, the classic stars music, you're like, oh, like, putting this mm -hmm. thing together, and you're like, and it's, like, glowing in front of his face. You're like, yeah, I did it. I made a lightsaber. This is pretty cool. <laughs> I, that moment was really special to me. And then um, another one was right at the end, final boss fight you beat the 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 chick you're trying to kill <laughs> the red lights here what's her name i don't remember but when did this game come out it must have been like almost two years ago now so it's been a it while since i've yeah yeah so i haven't played it since so it's been a while but you defeat her and then uh, all of a sudden darth vader shows up and that was so cool because you don't see him at all in the whole game and you're just like not or i don't remember seeing him in the whole game but like i remember just not expecting it whatsoever you're in this underwater like station and he comes out mm -hmm. and he comes at, at cal and you're basically like running up to kill him and he just gets like choked and then thrown to the ground and then you play a sequence where you're running and things are getting crushed by the force and thrown around and darth vader's like chasing <laughs> after you and you're like get me the fuck out of here i'm in this underwater station how am i getting out of this thing and that was like it's just so cool to me like obviously all scripted mm -hmm. but it was just so so special you're just like oh damn and you just have the music and you hear his breathing before you even see him too and you're like oh no like <laughs> it's shit's about to get real so that was that was really really cool that's cool yeah i think darth vader has a similar problem that like sephiroth has that kind of makes <laughs> the final fantasy 7 remake lose some of its luster where he's so iconic that he kind of stops being scary which is unfortunate because you know when you first see him in a new hope you know having him bust through the door and just killing dudes it's like he's terrifying he's this horrifying menace but because you know we've seen him so many times you know luke i'm your father everyone knows that shit you know it's it's old news mm -hmm. um so i think when a piece of media does actually make darth vader legitimately scary which doesn't happen very often it's mm -hmm. it's always really fucking impressive to me so it's cool it does that yeah i really feel like they they did pull it off for the end of this game especially i think it was mm -hmm. that that fact that like pretty much every character is new right you don't have a lot of those those uh ones that you recognize or you don't think about darth vader at all you're like hey this is the this is the person I'm going after. I'm going after this this girl, uh, this girl in black with a red lightsaber. It's it's girl Darth Vader. You know, like in my head, like just for the <laughs> to simplify it, it's mm -hmm. like, okay, going after girl girl Darth Vader. Okay, I beat her. Cool. I've done. I beat this person. It's probably the end of the game. And then you hear the kind of voice or the the breathing, and you're like, oh shit. <laughs> what's gonna happen now <laughs> and then you run up to slice him and he just like stops you and you just start the whole thing and you're just like oh this is awesome and you're just like coming after you that's so cool not sure if your character's gonna die at the end of the game because it still could happen and like have an emotional end or if you're gonna live and i'll just leave that part not spoiled <laughs> mm -hmm. but yeah all right my number 28 uh one of my kind of my favorite kind of game where I know jack shit about it. A lot of people are like, holy shit, dude, this game just came out. You, like, have to play it. And so, weird little indie game called Celeste, you know, not really a platformer <laughs> guy. Download it on, I think my computer is when I played it first. And just floored. <laughs> first time I played it, like, it was fucking difficult. I think I had to use assists to get through it my first time. Just, I, again, I'm not really a platformer guy. Um, but uh yeah i mean i'm sure everyone's heard of celeste by now i don't really need to explain what it is it's kind of lost its status as like 
you know, uh, the unknown indie gem at this point is it is a very known quantity. But I mean, when that game first came out, 2018, right? Mm-hmm. I remember. I mean, I had heard. I never heard of the game before it released, and then suddenly I saw just a ton of videos about it in my YouTube feed of people like, holy shit, this game just came out. It is incredible. It's one of the best games I've ever played. It's, you know, like this fantastic platformer with a really touching story. And, you know, I finally downloaded it, played it. And yeah, I mean, it was just such a tight, polished experience from a gameplay perspective, start to end. And I think intertwines its story with its gameplay in such a beautiful, flawless way that not many games really pull off where, you know, it's hard as fuck, but it uses its difficulty as a really essential storytelling device to what it is. You know, you're literally climbing this mountain of, you know, mental illness and depression and mm-hmm. played it, I think, at a perfect time in my life where I was going through a lot of that shit and playing it and having this sort of, you know, you can climb this mountain, you can climb the mountain in real life too is kind of what I got out of it. And like it, God, that game like really, really touched me in a way that not many games have. Um that's always great when that yeah, happens. Yeah. Just and yeah, I think a lot of it was it was just so unexpected. I think that's still why I hold it in such regard is because it's great when games do that. Zero expectations going in, you come out and it has it just touched you in such a meaningful way. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, Celeste fucking rocks. I don't have a ton to say on it other than if you haven't played Celeste for some reason, it is like that game becomes free a lot. Um I believe it's on Game Pass. Uh, so it's also just, worth the money. Just know. go buy it. <laughs> yeah, or yeah, or just buy it. Support support indie devs. Um, but like, I mean, if you're on the fence, it's always cheap and or free. So just yeah, play it. What are you doing? Come on, play I think it. it's on Game Pass too. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, fucking amazing game. I don't have much else to say. Other Where than it that. was. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I I started that game. I it's one of those ones that um I didn't drop it for any reason in particular. I think I just got distracted. And now you've reminded me that I've only played the first couple levels, so I think I need to go back and mm-hmm. play because I did enjoy it. I really liked it. I had a lot of fun with it. But I think I only mm-hmm. did one or levels. Or... Yeah, um, it is such a special experience. Also, one of the things I think is really funny about it is that the whole story of the game is like kind of about being trans. But it's accidental because the uh, Maddie Thorson, the person who developed this game didn't really identify as trans when the game came out they still saw themselves or they they were still uncertain with all that stuff which i think it's really interesting because it comes from a place of like genuine uncertainty on that side of things from the developer and then only later did they end up coming out as a trans woman and i think that's just a really interesting wrinkle to the story and kind of makes it a little bit more meaningful i think of Mm. just how genuine of an emotional place it comes out of its there's a lot there. Also, it's the game that put Lena Rain on the map as a composer, which fucking good. She is probably one of the better composers working in the games industry today. Like, her work is phenomenal, and I've been seeing her in so many games now. She's in fucking Minecraft. That's kind of, you know, one of the biggest things you can do um, in terms of games. So, yeah, awesome that it put her there and put that team on the map, and I'm so happy that they got the success that they deserve. Awesome. I uh, gotta go back and play it. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> let's let's uh, let's end the show. Uh, that has been our favorite fifty games of all time, or at least two of them, <laughs> numbers twenty nine <laughs> and twenty eight. And uh, I just want to say, like, uh, this has been like crazy. I realized we passed forty episodes last week or two weeks ago, Zig, and like 
Mm -hmm. that, I, I always like to just like acknowledge like that's amazing. That's great that we did that. I don't mind being a little bit cocky there or whatever you want to say, being prideful in like our work. I, I like that we've been able to stick with this for it's almost been a year now. Um, it will be mm. at the end of August and yeah, sure. Things are changing, but, um, I like doing this with you and I'm glad that you're, <laughs> you're here with me. So with that yeah. mushy stuff, same here out of the way, um, Zig, do you want to plug, uh, your other podcast at all or anything else? Yeah. Yeah. Episode three of, uh, vertical slice got released. Um, it is about Resident evil eight. Um, so if you want to hear my more sort of deep dive, game design -y opinions on it you should listen to that uh max has some cool takes on it too as someone who has never played a resident evil game um he had some interesting issues with it in terms of just understanding like actually how to play it and like understanding the design language of the game and i thought that was actually a really interesting take so hmm. you should listen to it if not just for that um but yeah that's about it nice yeah and i i just have uh one thing i want to save everybody um I will be playing through all the Souls games uh, leading, uh, other than the Demon Souls remake because I just don't have a desire to replay that um, right now. Um, I liked it a lot, but I just I played it too recently. Um, so Dark Souls 1 <laughs> is where I'll start, then Dark Souls 2, then Dark Souls 3. Um, I'm going to play Bloodborne last, though, on the small chance that it does get an update where it can play 60 FPS or there's mm -hmm. a remaster or new a remake or whatever the heck um but basically yeah just trying to play through all these games and their dlcs um as we lead up to elden ring coming out at the end of january and uh yeah if it gets delayed then whatever i'll play elden ring whenever it comes out but providing that it does come out on, on time i will be playing through all these and i'll be doing it on twitch on my twitch channel at twitch.tv forward slash globe and yeah i mean i'm really excited to do this i'm probably gonna start uh, let's see my birthday's on the 8th of august probably right after that probably the 9th yeah we'll say uh monday august 9th i'll be streaming at 2 p.m pacific time and uh, we'll be doing that for about two hours uh every weekday i'd say leading all the way through however many months it takes <laughs> to get through all these games and uh, i'm very very excited especially for dark souls 2 zig that one is the one that i played the least and i haven't and the one i haven't oh, played in the yeah. longest amount of time so i'm really excited to go back to and play that one because like that'll be almost like playing a new game for me again but yeah uh, please check that out and uh, for those who don't want to watch a long stream uh, i will be doing my best to put highlights or anything exciting together and just putting it on youtube so ideally that'll be about 10 to 20 minute videos that are just way more condensed of what happened so if you miss a day and you want to just see what happened you can check that out too but yeah with awesome. all that being said until next time keep peeking that screen bye everyone keep peeking that screen